0: hello everyone and welcome to reading with christine figs i'm your host christine and i am so happy you are here with me today in my best in sync voice merry christmas happy holidays (laughs) okay i'm not a singer but if you couldn't tell already it's basically christmas and if you know me personally you know that mariah carey well she doesn't have anything on me with being the queen of christmas it's my holiday and I will admit the obsession is a bit ridiculous, but I've actually never really read A Christmas Story. You know, any of those books you see in the bookstores now for the month of December where there's a woman on the cover in a beautiful red coat or maybe a guy carrying down a freshly cut Christmas tree? Yeah, I never thought to pick one up. But in this episode, we will be talking about my most recent read, Kiss Her Once For Me by Alison Cochrum, my first official Christmas story. The description goes like this. One year ago, recent Portland transplant Ellie Oliver had her dream job in animation and a Christmas Eve meet-cute with a woman at a bookstore that led her to fall in love over the course of a single night. But after a betrayal the next morning and the loss of her job soon after, she finds herself adrift, alone, and desperate for money. Finding work at a local coffee shop, she's just getting through the days until Andrew, the shop's landlord, proposes a shocking drunken plan a marriage of convenience that will give him his recent inheritance and alleviate Ellie's financial woes and isolation. They make a plan to spend the holidays together at his family cabin to keep up the ruse, but when Andrew introduces his new fiance to his sister, Ellie is shocked to discover it's Jack, the mysterious woman she fell for over the course of one magical Christmas Eve the year before. Now, Ellie must choose between the safety of a fake relationship and the risk of something real. Ooh, this book is the messiest, festive, hallmark movie with the tiniest bit of spice, wrapped up in 345 pages. (laughs) Forget a love triangle. In this book, you have a full-blown love trapezoid, and that's the best part. You kind of love every person in this mess. Ellie's our main character, and her life has fallen to shit. She has a crappy family, a best friend that lives in another state, an apartment that is unlivable a job that she hates after being fired from her dream job, $13 in her bank account, and also, well, she's trying to ignore the heartbreak she still feels from the one night stand she had a year ago at Christmas that didn't end the way she thought it would. Girl is going through it. So when ridiculously good looking and charming Andrew concocts this plan where they'll both get what they want, who can say no, especially after a few strong cocktails? That's definitely what this book is about on the surface. But underneath, it's really about wanting to belong somewhere and wanting your own sense of family. It's about overcoming your shit from your past that pushes people away and ultimately leaves you as a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because, well, if you believe that life perpetually sucks, then guess what? It's gonna suck. The last 40 pages made me so emotional as the characters we've grown to love started to become more self-aware, understanding how the decisions they made led them to where they are. And I love the accountability in the end. I also have this line that I love that I'll share with you now. Here it is. The thing is, I used to dream about someone who would always choose me above everything else. There was romance romance in that dream, sure. I wanted someone who would see all my flaws and still lean in and tell me I'm beautiful. I wanted someone who would hold my hand in public and hold the rest of me in private. A warm body in my bed, a constant presence in my life. I wanted someone who would see the whole mess of me. All the feelings and the perfectionism and the desire for control and the shape of my heart and the ache of my dreams, the wild and perfect hunger of me and the fear that keeps me from ever feeling full and wouldn't get freaked out or turned off. Someone who would kiss me anyway. Oof, when I read that, I just started crying because I think that's how we all feel. We want someone to see every part of us, especially the messy bits and still want to hold us at night and kiss us in the morning. Ellie was a bit of a hot mess, and as the book went on, her life got even messier. But I still find, found myself wishing I could sit with her and the rest of the Love Trapezoid and just decorate Christmas cookies together. I really enjoyed this book, and it was the perfect holiday story before I celebrate Christmas with my own family. Kiss Her Once For Me is now in my online shop, Reading with Christine Figs. Link is in my bio if you're interested in reading it, and if you do, I would love to know what you think. Now, Onto the art portion of this episode. In keeping with the theme of this holiday experience, I decided to share with you the short story we all know and love. So sit back, take a deep breath, and relax as we experience T'was the Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore together. T'was the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas would soon be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below when what to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my hand what was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound, and giving a nod, up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle, but I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. All right, my loves, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and you stay tuned for the next one, where I talk about one of my recent reads, Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Moreno-Garcia. So until next time, I hope you have a magical holiday season, whether that means a calm holiday at home with a good book or a loud holiday with a rambunctious group. I hope it's everything you want it to be. And most of all, I hope you read. And if you can't, because that's just how life goes sometimes, I hope you enjoy some art in whatever form you find it. Because when life gets difficult, it is art in all of its many forms that can hold us, heal us, and give us hope. I love you all. Happy holidays and happy reading.